and welcome to our fifth episode of Presidents and Assholes. Hello, Melissa. Hello, Lauren. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great as well. Yes. Um, listener, we hope you're doing great. And we also hope to remind you why we do this podcast. The reason Melissa and I each week pick a president and research him is because we are on a trivia team and almost every single trivia there is at least one question about presidents and Melissa and I have contributed at least zero Never. times <laughs> and so we want to become a part of it we want to educate ourselves and we figured we would educate you along the way too like on every trivia team there's someone who knows the periodic table there's yep. somebody who's seen quite a few movies oh. and I've yet to find what I am and so maybe it will be presidents I'm a distraction I would say <laughs> the team um but it's just a fun thing to do and, and hopefully I can move away from being a distraction and move into being a participant exactly exactly and so for those of you who are starting on episode five or anyone who skipped episode four because you saw it was abnormally long um, um then you're doing it wrong you'd but continue yeah it's it's wrong but I mean we're not going in order so that's who's, who's to say um but you may not know who we're talking about today so Melissa do you want to tell them who we're talking about yes I would I also just want to clue in the listener um we're actually recording this right after but because of like the passage of time you're gonna be hearing this a week later so if right. if we're stumbling if we're not staying on topic it's because i'm mai tai deep we had our nicks and mai tais we edited the episode then we kept drinking <laughs> so now we're still drinking polk's so. gonna be a sloppy one and that's a great segue great our, pre our president that we're gonna be talking about is james k polk james k polk which is so exciting because i live on polk street and melissa used to live on polk street grew up my parents still live there currently my aunt and We're uncle live on my polk parents street. house which isn't on polk street but you know tie-ins yeah but we shouldn't have told them that we could have been like oh yeah we're on polk street right now they didn't have to know. Yeah, but you just said we just recorded the Nixon episode, which we already talked about. I, impl my I implicated myself there, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, you did. Unless we packed it all up and we're back at Polk Street. We drove <laughs> to Polk Street. Yeah, um, we could have done that. But we're drunk, so we can't drive. <laughs> we also said that. Uh, oh, that's so good. Um, yeah, don't no drinking and driving. No, but no. okay, to keep this this train, this, this train's been going moving, down, going down the track, keeping it on the track. Um, every time that we do talk about a president, um, this is sort of tie in with the president assholes theme, which is a drinking game that we both had done before when we were in college. Um, we have an alcoholic drink um, for each president, and once again, we welcome after the successful Mai Tai, so successful tropical infusion. That we had with Nixon, we didn't want this party to stop, so we brought back Meg. We brought her back. We invited her back. She left. <laughs> we invited her back. She went back into the kitchen and made us another drink. Meg, why don't you lean on into the microphone and give a hello? Yes, hello everyone. It's me again, Meg, and I did make a drink again for this this week's podcast. Um, so I found out that. James K. Polk was a champagne fan. I'm a champagne fan myself, but I know you guys already did 
a French 75. So I didn't just want to straight up, you know, serve champagne, but I also didn't want to repeat a cocktail already that seems a little sloppy. So I came up with, I didn't come up with it, I Googled it, but it is a creamsicle mimosa. And it is so equal parts cream and orange juice and you just mix that around together pour that into your cup first and then top it off with the champagne and there's this cool little foamy effect um and then i also i had an orange slice and i sugared the rim and so it's a a sweet little creamy treat bubbly as well and I am so excited to try it. As you're probably thinking, listener, again, this goes way off of anything Evan would ever make us. We've got a sugar rim. There's we a sugar rim. Garnish again. <laughs> and we know how much Melissa loves sugar. She basically drinks grenadine every time we do a drink. So this is great. I'm so excited to try it. Um, before we try it, or, you know, as we're trying it here, Melissa, do you have a toast? Yes. Um I think you set it up perfectly, but this Polk has such a piece of who we are and what we are. So I just want to cheers to Polk Street. To Polk Street. That's a great cheers. Meg also lives at Polk Street. Yes, I do live at Polk. So, Listener, do you live at Polk Street? I'm just curious. Oh, yes. They probably do. If you do, we're all we're so cheers connected. Okay. okay, cheers to Polk cheers. Street. Cheers. Oh. Cheers. Mm. Mm. Oh my gosh. I love that. That is good. It's kind of like refreshing with the bubbles, but then also, you know, creamsicle. The cream sort of comes in on the aftertaste, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah it, it does. It's a little creamy, you know. And, and last time, this is, you know, uh, Lauren afforded me her new segment of Shameless Plugs. So I would like to go ahead and continue with the Shameless Plugs seg- segment and let you all know that I actually made the logo for this podcast. And the trivia they speak of is my husband's trivia. The, he's the host of that trivia. So plugs for the Olstads. Yes, plugs for you guys. Thank you for the logo. Thank you for the drinks. Darby's Thank Tuesday. You for the trivia. Mm. Darby's Tuesday, on Tuesdays. It's, it's six, 6 p.m. 6 p.m. On Tuesdays, Don't be Darby's late. Pub and Grill in Minneapolis. Yeah, if so. you want us to sign anything, um, we'll be there. <laughs> we'll be there. Also, if you just want to play trivia and ignore us and pretend like you don't listen, that's fine, too. Okay, are there any other shameless plugs you'd like to do before I, I we think started? that was the only couple shameless plugs, so yeah. thank you. Okay. So we're getting a lot of vitamin C today so between much. the Mai Tai and this drink. Yeah, we. this is the epitome of healthy 20s. I feel great. <laughs> I feel great too. Forget the uh, sugar and heavy cream. It's all yeah. about the citrus. The citrus. <laughs> you know who had How fills. many, did you want to explain how many parts citrus we got? How many parts cream? How many? Yep, yep. So, um, like I said, it's equal parts oh, cream. We did this bit? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, Lauren, keep up. <laughs> that happened last time yeah. I asked yeah. about the parts with Evan too. Which and then the time I don't ask about the parts, like last episode, yeah. nobody talks about it. So I'll be fine. When I get a little tipsy, I will tell the same story three times in a row. Yeah, Meg too. It's insane. Except instead of three, it's like thirteen. It's just and the number of times I say literally within the story is oh actually countless. So yeah, it's astronomical. It's every other word. Oh my gosh. Um, well, right. Though I was very excited for Polk. Yeah. I literally could not find a whole lot to get 
pumped about. He was just respectful and yeah, did his thing. <laughs> yeah, he's just like he was. And I think that that is why like I had never heard of him prior to living on Polk Street. Yeah. I when I was researching, they commonly talk about how he's one of the least known presidents. And I think that this is why, because he was just there and just doing things. Um, but, you know, there's still so, this is this is exactly our podcast, right? Let's get these lesser known presidents Give and their time in the sun, time in the sun. Spotlight. And also let's learn so that if any of these things come up in trivia, we have some some polk background totally okay so do you have anything you would like to start with yeah um i kind of like just kind of starting with his early years and then we sort of like get into the presidency sure so couldn't find a whole lot about him as a kid but um i was sort of intrigued by his wife um he married a woman named sarah childress so Okay. Oh yes, I I have some stuff on him prior to getting married as a okay. kid. If if we do want to go chronologically, but we can also. What does your life really start until you found that special someone? It's <sighs> a great point. I you're right. So okay, um, why don't you? I'll step down. Go and ahead, Lauren. You go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, as a child, maybe the reason why you couldn't find him a whole lot is because he was a very sick child. Aww. So he. He actually didn't even go to school until the age of 17 because he was very sick with gallstones until the age of 17. He suffered with gallstones. And then at 17, he had them removed. No anesthesia, no antiseptics. And so then at 17, he started to feel better and he could actually go to school. Isn't that insane, though? Isn't that a long time to have gallstones? Yeah. All right, correct me if I'm wrong, because yeah. I think I might be thinking of the wrong thing, but that's where you have to, like, pass it. Like, those are it kidney stones. <sighs> yep. Gallstones, those those are different. They're in the gallbladder versus the kidney, so you can't really, like, pass it yourself. I think you need surgery. C- cut all out. Chiseled out. Chisel, chisel <laughs> them out. But I read that I was just like, oh, my God. Imagine having anything afflict you and for seven years to the point where he can't go to school so then he finally goes to school I mean to school for the first time he goes to college and graduates in two years so it's like dang how smart like I was expecting him to be super far behind somehow he just like catches up surpasses and graduates college early which is insane to me that's good for him oh my gosh yeah so then you know after he goes to college i assume he meets sarah and you kind of take her away thank you yeah and he took her away (sighs) took her hand Mm -hmm. took it off (laughs) what is this i I didn't mean that oh no okay so interesting that you talk about um education for polk because sarah actually was incredibly intelligent and super well educated she attended the salem female academy in north carolina and it's actually said like throughout his presidency and life polk relied on her for political help and to write speeches and letters for him because she was super she just had had more experience and more schooling than he did not to say that he wasn't intelligent but just like knowing more of like the formalities she had a couple more grammar classes maybe than he did yeah he started behind right so maybe some of the basics were lost on yeah him, and, and she it, was just real sharp 
Yeah, and it's just so cute that, like, he was willing to give her, like, instead of being like, get back in the kitchen. like Yeah, and respects her opinion so much. Oh I my think God, even if you're not a misogynist so often with your husband or wife, you're like, you don't, you're like, oh my God, you're just annoying me. Just go do something else. And that he, like, actually was like, will you proofread this? Or yeah, <laughs> and, um, I'm, 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 you're going to have to really hold me on this because... Okay. James K. Polk is so close to Andrew Jackson, Lauren. And throughout this podcast, yes. I'm going to want to talk about Andrew I Jackson. I know it. Because I adore him. I know it. And they so, actually called Polk Young Hickory. Did you know that? Good. So, like, Jackson, his nickname, for those of you who don't know, was Old Hickory. And Polk, much like Melissa, was just obsessed with jackson and they he really liked him a lot so we were like oh young hickory over here like just looking to be jackson 2.0 obsessed cannot get over jackson well why i brought him up is his relationship with sarah's there's actually a legend out there that says that um jackson was sort of like a matchmaker and like because polk like respected jackson so much jackson's like i'm gonna find you like someone really cool because we're good friends and so he like met sarah was like all right she's really wealthy she's pretty she's ambitious she's super intelligent and so he like set that up set them up on dates third wheeled them like (laughs) took went out to wherever they would the local dance and would just be like hey like you too this would be fun what a guy that's why andrew jackson is so cool but polk too it's funny you say dance because Apparently, I mean, you didn't. You were so hung up on your Jackson research, you didn't. Oh wait, do oh, no, no, to know that. no, no. I know this. I know this. <laughs> you know this. I what know this. I? Yeah, I'm gonna say it so I can prove to you. Yep, yep. You say it. They, the Polks, especially when they're in the White House, they were against drinking, dancing, and overall having fun. No gambling. No horse racing. Yeah, essentially, they were from the Footloose town. <laughs> you know, not allowed to dance. Not allowed to have fun of any type. Um, so they probably didn't go dancing, is That's what I'm going to say. totally fine. And like Melissa was saying, when they had the inaugural party, you know, so it's like after the inauguration, um, all music and dancing stopped when the Polks arrived and didn't start again until they left several hours later. So they're just the ultimate buzzkills. They're just mm-hmm. no fun can be had in their presence. What, they did why? save a lot of money, though, it says, because they didn't host like lavish dances yeah there were like no parties in the white house at the time so yeah the budget was great the staff probably didn't have to do as much work as many people to clean up after so that's good um meg asked the question why were they like that um they were very very religious they were quakers Mm. i don't know if that's a quaker religion and don't want to offend any quakers if they're out there listening but um your listener might be quaker yeah exactly so i'm not trying to say that Quakers are no fun, but fundamentally, the Polks who happened to be Quakers didn't believe in this. So you could possibly draw a tie there. Mm-hmm. So they did have one special party. Yeah. The first Thanksgiving to ever be celebrated in the I White House. That. Yeah. They oh. host the very first Thanksgiving. And you might think that's interesting. And, and you, uh, I'm going back to Jackson. Wait, before you go back to Jackson. I'm going back. If I can, before before you go back, if I can t- 
talk a little bit more about Thanksgiving and how them having the first Thanksgiving is super interesting to me because Thanksgiving, as we all know, is this hoaxy holiday where we celebrate like making peace with the Native Americans when as adults, we all know that's not what happened. We like killed a bunch of them and stole all their land. And Polk was a major part of that. Polk's whole like candidacy presidency was all expansion of the United States. And we all know for expanding the United States, we are pushing out the indigenous people. Um, so it's it's very ironic and in poor taste, in my opinion, that then they're the ones to be like, Thanksgiving's a thing where we're celebrating with these people when it's like you just stole a bunch of their land, like an incredible amount of land. So, yeah, I agree. And also, yep. you know who else agrees with you? I'm going to guess Jackson. Andrew Jackson. <laughs> okay. And this is, I'll get to Polk, but basically yep. Andrew Jackson was super against Thanksgiving just from the idea. He was. That he okay. um, thought it was a violation of the constitutional separation of church and state. He thought it was wow. too religious of a holiday to give thanks. And so he was just like, I don't like it. I'm not even going to, like, talk about it with people. So now his friend, his buddy, who he set up with this lady, Mm -hmm. are in the White House. And she, actually, Sarah, really wanted to host Thanksgiving. It was something she really cared about. And and they did it. And it was a huge slap in the face to Andrew Jackson. Yep. Did anything, did that form any sort of rift? Um, I haven't found necessarily anything about that it's just that she hosted it much to his dismay and i'm wow. sure he kind of was like all right cool whatever yeah or andrew jackson i'm awesome <laughs> i'm sure that's what he said um so but but jackson was also all about expansion of the u.s manifest destiny that's true um so you know we really have i would say jackson and polk to thank for the classic computer game the oregon trail (laughs) are you familiar with that game i've played it i've died of dysentery have you (laughs) yeah me too (laughs) so have i and and you know when i was reading a lot of these things like that is you know this is what it's based off of the american dream the um the polk presidency is where polk ended britain's claims to oregon and was like we will there was this whole slogan like 45 or fight which meant and alluded toward like give us oregon or we are going to war (laughs) so luckily they didn't have to go to war they compromised their way out of it we got oregon we got say it's so weird it's oregon Oh, this is a Minnesota thing. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. I Oregon. This has been pointed out to me before, and I just never remember it because I'm Minnesotan. Minnesotans say Oregon, and we say Oregon Trail. Yeah, that's my bad. Oregon is how I know everyone else says it, but I will also just say, like, organs are in your body. Oregon is a piano you play. Oregon is the state. And I know no one else is going to agree unless you're born and raised in Minnesota. So well, you can have that one, but hey, I'm glad yeah. we did that. Oregon, it's a great <laughs> state, beautiful, great. lovely, beautiful trees and nature. Um, it's funny that you mentioned slogans. Yeah, is it? Yes. Okay. Um, bring so- me here. <laughs> bring me along with you. All right, buckle up. Okay. So 
while Polk was running to be president, mm -hmm. one of his opponents, Henry Clay, had a certain slogan for his... So this isn't Polk's slogan. It's Henry... This is the opposition's... Yeah, opposition slogan. slogan. And it's okay. also going to be the new segment that I created last week. It's a presidential burn. Presidential burns! I wish we had, like, music Can we do to something? play there, too. Like, get a yeah. foghorn or something. We'll, yes. We'll figure it yes. out. Yes. Okay. We can totally do that. So the burn is as follows. Henry Clay's slogan, as in, like, what they put on all the posters. Mm -hmm. I imagine they had T-shirts. Wink, wink. Probably. <laughs> Okay. And, and listener, I feel like Melissa's about to pitch a t-shirt idea. This should have gone in shameless Oh, plugs, shameless. But, we'll get to it. But yeah, we, go ahead. So Henry Clay's slogan was, who is James K. Polk? <laughs> That's his campaign slogan. That's his, Just who is this guy? And it was literally based off of prior to running, um, Polk wasn't very well known. Uh, it's sad because after running, he's still not. <laughs> <laughs> and that's absolutely why I think we should have t-shirts that just say, who is James K. Polk? Who is Polk? Who is this guy? That's an awesome burn, for one. For two, it's an awesome slogan and like campaign idea. It's it's arguably a smear campaign, you know, because he's like, who? But he doesn't really say anything bad. He doesn't question his character. Like we know with the fight with Harrison and who's the ugly guy Buchanan yeah. Buchanan who's like ugly and like they were like oh he wears big colors like you can't trust him this was just like maybe you don't want to vote for me but do you really want to vote for this guy that you've never heard of and no one will even know who he is after he's like yeah who is this guy you're gonna vote for him why who <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome I, I love that um so speaking of presidential burns, I have a burn that um, Polk said about Buchanan. Oh, nice. no. Okay. Can I just say, yeah. we still haven't done Buchanan. Nobody liked him. It's really, really sad. Well, we were talking about him like, or who were we talking about? William Henry Harrison. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. he dogged on him. Sounds like freaking Polk dogged on him. Yeah, I, I used to live on Buchanan. And then I moved to Polk. So, I mean, I, I get it. I guess I didn't really like him much either. <laughs> treat he, I lived on was garbage. You guys should lay out this burn for me. Okay. So what Polk said is he said, Mr. Buchanan is an able man, but sometimes acts like an old maid. <laughs> Buchanan. Burn. <laughs> that, like, ouch. <laughs> How did Buchanan just, like, deal with all of this? Ouch. Yeah. Like that is super funny though. I I love that. And I love I love this new burn segment. I think it's awesome. <laughs> I think it's really great. Um I just have a quick question for those of us who don't know. Was Buchanan a president before or after Polk? You know? After. After. He was the president after. Yeah, he actually I think. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to think because he was before Link he was right before Lincoln. Buchanan was. Yeah, so yep. how it was going is um, when they were running for the presidency, uh, Van Buren was actually a okay. candidate again. He had already been president and was running a second time. Mm -hmm. And um, where is this? One thing that I found that was interesting. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. Do I'm I need so, to vamp? Yeah, Do you need to vamp? vamp for five so, seconds? Because once I get this, it's yeah, going to be interesting. Once she has this, I just have a quick 
side fact that you know won't really force fit into anything else but as some of you may have noticed we've done a mashup for our theme song with the hail to the chief and a fart noise and um president james k polk was the first president to be introduced by hail to the chief sans fart noise but that song was first introduced for polk to walk into a room that's awesome that neat I found it. All right, let's hear it. So when he was running for presidency, Polk lost both his birth state and the state of where he was currently living. <laughs> no way. And you know, But he became president still. And you want to know the one other successful president candidate who has done this? Who is that? Donald Trump. Stop. Only other one is Donald Trump. Oh, my God. That's... That's something, and I don't want to get too I, that's political all I'm here. Go- that's all I'm going to say. But I just thought that was really interesting. Um, that is interesting. <laughs> that's that's history making. And um, wow, that's something. Do you just want to know something weird? Always. <laughs> Polk didn't trust banks, so he kept all his money in paper bags hidden around his house. <laughs> and he also preferred using gold and silver rather than paper currency, so there are literally like heavy bags of gold and silver coins <laughs> hidden throughout the house. That's it's like a little treasure hunt. Um, well, you know, look what happened with the bank's later on in the u.s so you can't really blame him you know depression the bank runs all that jazz and he Um, he died pretty quickly after being president i hope three months yes i knew you'd have the numbers yep three months after he resigned in 1849 he passed away do you know of what dysentery so close cholera dang it yeah i was making an or oregon trail oh well yeah i mean it's still there because they're like Cholera, you know, is technically attributed to diarrhea. Oh, crap. Right. So we can also and bring we made this it into back. The, we got back to poop somehow. William Henry Harrison. Not he wasn't <laughs> quite drinking septic tank water, but um, yeah. But my so. joke with that, unfortunately, with him dying though, it's just the fact that his wife then continues to live for forty more years. Forty-two she, more years. Molly, and she's just finding these bags of coin through throughout the house. Anytime she needs a little bit more money in the purse. Goes on so, a little treasure hunt. You don't think he even told her where he hid them? You think she <laughs> I not like, even in his maybe he left a treasure map in his will. <laughs> she like knew where I to, like that so much more just the idea of her having to find the money instead of him just giving it to her. Yeah. But speaking of wills, yeah. actually and he had one condition within his will, besides her inheriting all his money, is that she free their slaves upon her death. Not, that we know is a Washington move. It's a total Washington That's move. That's a Washington But once again, move. it's not when, it's like, don't don't set them free when I die. Once you die, set them free. I think the dog oh. is enjoying a bone. <laughs> Sorry, guys. She, the dog's kicking things around. Hey, Meg, you want to maybe grab that and throw it in, in another room so we don't pick it up? Um, What did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, nothing just talking about folk no <laughs> welcome back real, listener. What, was the, what was the last thing you said <laughs> no it was just the idea that it wasn't when he died in his will he oh. wanted the slaves to be free it was after his wife died yeah so it's actually even worse than a washington move yeah it's because like even, washington freed his worse. upon his death and we know that martha had her own slaves that were not freed upon washington's 
death. Um, but yikes. So these slaves were like, yes, we're getting, like, they, I imagine them like reading the will, like, and all my fra- slaves shall be free. And they're like, yes. It's like upon Sarah's death. They're like, damn it. <laughs> so and they're just like every day. They're like, Sarah, how are you feeling today? <laughs> yeah. They, they start like giving her the water from the oh, no. White House marsh. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad. Oh, man. Um, I have um, just like one little thing that I researched. It's more, once again, on Sarah than Polk, but it is kind of interesting. Because yeah. as I alluded to earlier with Thanksgiving, it was kind of like Sarah really wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. Polk, because he loves her, was okay with it. And the whole time, Andrew Jackson in the background going like, stop it. Yeah, what don't are you doing? do it. Well, that happened again. What? Um, it was called the petticoat affair okay so, so this is scandalous here's, and the thing is they were quakers it was very hard to find scandal on polk <laughs> no um, kidding they won't even dance seriously bear with me listener it was tough but so to summarize what happened is there was a female named oh, okay uh peggy peggy okay. eaton and uh she was married to a guy. I'm going to keep this very, like, high top of the line so I don't okay. have to get into the details. But basically, she was married to a guy. That guy died. She's a widow. She remarries. And once again, sort of similar to Woodrow Wilson, it was soon that she remarried too soon. Okay. And another few strikes against her is crazy, but she was actually very intelligent, well-spoken, knew about, like, national affairs that were going on. And so she was a part of the Washington elite. So this girl named Peggy is, like... She was married too soon, so women don't like her. And then she's very well-educated, so she's going to these, like, events where she's able to talk about things. And though politicians are, like, kind of interested because they're like, why does a woman know this? Like, women hate it. They hate that she is talking about these things. And they make snide comments about just, like, this is not a woman's place and she shouldn't be doing this. And so, once again, my man... Andrew Jackson, wacko, wacko, jacko, wacko, jacko, old hickory, Ajax, Andrew Jackson. It's so hard not to just talk about him this whole podcast. But anyway, he just thought she was wonderful. He was a super big fan. Like he loved that she was doing her own thing. But you know who wasn't cool with her? Well, stick Sarah. Yeah, stick in the mud. No, da- no, no dancing. And which, it was crazy, though, because Sarah is also super intelligent. And, like, Andrew Jackson would just be like, can you please befriend Peggy? Like, Well, maybe it was, like, a jealousy thing. Like, she was the smart, happening lady before Peggy came around. Totally. So and she's it, like... And it could have been, but I can also see, too, like, Peggy had, like, one up on being, like, super sociable and, like, was also, like, super beautiful. And, like, people just... She was, like, this socialite that people adored. And maybe, though Sarah was super intelligent, she just didn't have that level of like so though it was said that like she was well loved as a first lady but anyway so jackson actually reached out to her and was like can you please befriend her like i'm i think she's great and she's just struggling to make friends up here especially now that she just went into this new marriage and people are thinking there's like a lot of social rules that have been broken okay and she did not she refused and actually joined in. There was like a whole group of women in Washington, D.C., like formed a pack to ostracize Stop. Peggy. And she like joined the pack. And though, and James, she asked her husband, Polk, to do the same and to not acknowledge Peggy when she walked into a room. Wow, that is mean. Isn't it? Yeah. And like it killed Jackson because, oh, it just killed Jackson because 
Polk agreed. And though he, like, he, Polk wasn't as bad as a lot of people, he just made a point to just, like, not acknowledge her instead of saying mean things about her. Wow, what a, what a great guy. (laughs) So give him that. Yikes, that's so mean. And I don't really get, like, what they get out of that. Um, do you want to hear an awesome quote from Jackson, which is why I love him? Yep. About the whole, in regards to the petticoat affair, he said, I would rather have li- live vermin on my back than the tongue of these Washington women on my reputation. Wow. So that's actually like a huge burn on Polk, too. Yeah. Because it's like you're letting her define who you are and she's being a bitch. <laughs> exactly. And I couldn't find like, though people like historians say like this was a huge like riff point between Polk and Jackson we I couldn't necessarily it didn't like tear their friendship apart but like Mm -hmm. first Thanksgiving now this whole petticoat affair like how did they remain friends exactly they had a lot of controversy during their friendship so that's and they also I don't have a lot on this but they are saying that the petticoat affair birthed the first like inklings of feminism Oh, really? Yeah. Because she was, like, yellowing about it? Well, because, no, because she was starting, she started the idea of the women who were willing to talk to her. She started this idea of, like, women should have a seat in politics. Like, let's start talking about that. And from that, like, this is, like, the very beginning, but it birthed the suffragette movement, which then sort of has been, like, feminist scholars have gone back and sort of talked about it. It's actually really interesting. If you guys have some free time, look up the Petticoat Affair. Yeah, that's very cool i really like that that's interesting but god damn it polk do better (laughs) do better like sure you acquired eight hundred thousand square feet you know or square miles i mean but you were a dick (laughs) you know do better we Uh, don't we don't care about your whole manifest destiny we just care about you not being an a-hole Best thing about being a dick, though, I have is that he sneaked a quick bath baptism as a Methodist one week before his death. Yeah, what is that about? Do Quakers like not go to heaven or something? Like, why would he switch right as he's dying? I cannot speak to the Quaker religion, but as a born and raised Methodist, if you oh, want to yeah. know anything about John Wesley and that whole religion, I um, I don't. <laughs> Other than like, why would someone choose last second? Like. What what are your beliefs around dying? Is it like, is there something really it's, cool that happens where you no. want to quick be? Oh my gosh, Meth- no, Methodists are not, like, there's nothing interesting. It's like, okay. you're gonna, if you're good, then you'll go. You go to heaven. You'll go to heaven. If you're not, so you go to hell. Pretty much a run of the mill. But I feel like Quakers religion. is a little bit more intense, but I can't speak to it. Yeah, I, I guess I don't really know either. That would be interesting. Um, so speaking of his death... It's that time of the podcast for our lighthearted last words segment. Do it. First of all, what do you think was on his mind as he was dying? You know a little bit about he's switching religions, all of that. If you had to take a gander at the topic of his last words, what would they be? I think he said, who is James K. Polk? Who is James K. (laughs) Wouldn't that be great? Just as he's being so introspective. Who am I? That would be some awesome last words. Unfortunately, it was obviously about his controlling wife, Sarah. Always top of mind. He said, I love you, Sarah, for all eternity. I love you. 
Aww. Those were his last words. Yeah, aww. But less aww because you know that she was, like, she lives another 42 years of, like, ignoring women and thinking she's the smartest, hottest shit to walk the earth. And you're just like, that would be cuter if you were a better person. You know? But they loved each other. So that's cute and that's good on them. They, they, they loved each other. They didn't dance. They didn't drink. There you go, guys. Yeah, they sounded like a blast. Here's your wet blanket of first what do you call them as a couple first president and first lady is there like first family is that a thing yeah but that's interesting to say family because they didn't have kids they ever didn't have kids yeah they a lot of people actually think that he was sterile when he had his because he had his gall stones removed oh, they think that that sterilized him unintentionally oh. yeah so that's a bummer that's a bummer um what's interesting is we have less to talk about on bulk than we do harrison who was in the, in the office for three months. And as I was researching, what I thought was funny is I stumbled across an article that was titled, Six Things You Didn't Know About Polk. And I was like, only six? <laughs> yeah, no shit. Like, I'm just, you could write a hundred things. On it. You could write one, like, I don't know one thing about Polk. Those are, you need a lot higher numbers than this. I know, I agree completely. I struggled so much on this one. But what was helpful, and I recommend it to the listener, is they might be giants wrote a song called James K. Polk. And I just listened awesome. to that song. And that I could have just spouted the facts from that song because it literally is just all about James K. Polk. Yeah, just what he did. Does it talk about how he had his gallstones? Does that? Did it's, it's so hard to find things that rhyme with gallstones. Yeah, so that's probably. Did you? He had gallstones longer than he served in the house. <laughs> he was in the house for 14 years. I wonder which one was more painful. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's good. Are you asking seriously? (laughs) Oh, oh, it's a joke. Okay. Well, that's good too, though. Oh my gosh. Well, you know what? Since we gave them such a long one on Nixon, we should we get out the wheel? We can get the wheel out. All right. Let's let's roll out this bad boy, and I suggest you take off your headphones. And we'll do the wheel. Oops, that's not the wheel. There we go. (laughs) You spun the wrong thing. (laughs) Wrong wrong wheel. Okay, here. Uh. Oh my gosh. This is going to be another interesting one. Chester A. Arthur. I've literally never heard that name in my entire <laughs> life. At, look at his Who whiskers. Chester A. Arthur. 21st president. What? <laughs> this is great. I, I would have never. I did not know we had a Chester as a president. Um, okay. That's going to gonna be a good one because... I mean, I could literally say anything. Yeah, you know, Chester, he was like a proficient juggler and like spoke five languages. I know. I hope I can find six things I didn't know about Chester A. Arthur. (laughs) Good Lord. All right. Well, do you want to cheers and play us out? Yeah. Are we going to go? What are we? We're doing God Bless America. Yeah. Is that it? Well, and I would I would sign. I would have Meg sign off, but I think she's with the dog somewhere since the dog was making a lot of noise thank so, you meg for dog sitting yeah duties. thanks because i volunteered to do that which is why i wrote my parents and now she's doing it <laughs> so you know what? let's cheers to meg and the great day. to meg and 
God bless America. God bless Meg and America. Mm. Such a good bartender. I just freaked myself out because I saw the orange slice that fell in. I thought it was an egg. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I thought she put a whole raw egg. She <laughs> did not lose that in the ingredients. <laughs> and, and one part whole raw egg. <laughs> oh, my God. That, that did get